This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Calm. So look, it's not exactly tech news, but we absolutely must start things off today by talking about how Senator Ted Cruz of Texas has uh, fled to a resort in Mexico during probably the worst winter his constituents have ever experienced. Millions of people across Texas have been without electricity or heat or even fresh water in a lot of cases for several days now, following a massive, unusual winter storm that crippled the state's utilities and infrastructure. And Ted Cruz has risen to the occasion by uh, sneaking off to Cancun to have a few margaritas down at the cabana. Yeah. Or at least trying to sneak, because of course he was spotted and photographed at the airport and on the plane. Yeah, I, like, it, it seems so brazen. And so shameless that even a lot of Ted Cruz haters out there were reluctant to take the bait. No, I mean, I hate this man. He's a monster, but... This couldn't be true. He wouldn't do that. Maybe these were old photos. Maybe he was just flying elsewhere in Texas where his powers could be used. Yeah. Maybe he could, uh, I don't know, call people or make sure they're okay or help out at a local food bank or uh, help out at a... a Maybe he's getting on that plane to go help people out. It could have been any reason. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was just some poor bastard that looks like Ted Cruz. (laughs) Could you imagine living that life? What a shame that would be. But internet detectives quickly used context clues from the photos to match Ted's clothing in the photos to clothing he'd previously worn and also uh, figure out that the uh, specific airport gate in the photos does indeed fly to Cancun. Now, eventually, local police and United Airlines confirmed the fact that Flyin' Ted did, in fact, skip town to go chill at a resort. But as of Thursday morning, Cruz himself had remained, hmm, radio silent. Yeah, that is until after almost a full day of no response from Ted Cruz or his team about any of this. He sent journalists the following written statement. This has been an infuriating week for Texans. The greatest state in the greatest country in the world has been without power. We have food lines, gas lines, and people sleeping at the neighbors' houses. Our homes are freezing and our lights are out. Like millions of Texans, our family lost heat and power too. With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with them last night and am flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, and our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. I just have to say, the implication that you're a bad father for not taking your they wanted to go to Cancun, on, a, on so. an international trip during not only a pandemic, but also a catastrophic winter storm is mm-hmm. a bit much. Yeah. But okay, so mm, Ted didn't actually want to leave the country in the middle of a not natural disaster. Idea. It was his daughter's idea. So please... Children, take the blame. The kids who already hate him, they can't possibly hate him anymore, might as well make him a scapegoat. Listen, girls, I'm going to need to throw you under the bus a little bit. People will forget about this in a week. I'll have done some other horrible thing by then. You already won't kiss me in public. (laughs) No, Dad, we don't want to watch The Princess Bride again. Fuck off. See that guy right there? He fucking hates me. (laughs) He hates... He knows who I am. (laughs) Uh, But realistically, I mean, Ted was only joining them on the flight down to Mexico... Uh, like a good dad. And uh, he'd be back in Texas in less than 24 hours total. <laughs> and uh, I tweeted out a, a picture of Ted that I photoshopped and put... Uh, no, everything... it's real. Yeah, okay, and sure. And the quote real. is real. Uh, I, I tried to put this in context here. I did what any good dad would do during a pandemic. Flew my girls to another country, which my party has labeled as violent and dangerous, and left them there. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Optics. Except, uh-oh, turns out that was not, in fact, the original plan. What? He lied about his lies? United Airlines was more than happy to throw flying, lying Ted under the bus and tell journalists that his original return ticket was actually for Saturday. Uh, but on Thursday morning, he'd changed his booking to a Thursday afternoon flight. His own neighbors also threw him under the bus later. Because they hate, everyone hates him. Because Heidi Cruz, Ted's wife, who's a high-ranking Goldman Sachs executive, had just apparently texted all their neighbors and friends being like, hey, so we're going to Cancun. They got great deals on you guys these rooms come? down yeah. there. You guys want to come? Yeah, the Ritz-Carlton, too, by the way. And, uh, yeah, our return flight is for this uh, Saturday. So we're going to be down there for, like, four days. <laughs> yeah, so it's, just, it's like uh, uh, Rand Paul's neighbor. Yeah. Hey, why don't you fuck off or I beat your ass I again. will break your fucking ribs. <laughs> and you're wondering, like, we're saying, okay, if everyone hates Ted Cruz, how does he keep getting elected? And it's because the only thing that people in Texas hate more than Ted Cruz are illegal immigrants and taxes. Yep, it's true. Uh, so, look, yeah, it sounds like this guy was fully intending on spending most of the week uh, and part of the weekend in Mexico while his constituents freeze to death. Literally. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you damn meddling social media photograph-taking kids. A guy can't even take a vacation in the middle of a natural disaster anymore. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if uh, you're Australian, you probably this all probably feels a bit like deja vu for you, as it's very similar to when Prime Minister Scott Morrison snuck away to Hawaii during Australia's massive December 2019 wildfires without notifying the public or even anyone outside his inner circle, and then lied about it for several days until literally being photographed on vacation in Hawaii. And then he was like... Okay, well, yeah, I was in Hawaii. Sure, sure. But I, it's none of your business. <laughs> Scott Morrison doesn't owe you anything. So, and actually, the Scott Morrison thing's way worse than the Ted Cruz thing. But this is still some seriously bad optics for Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. And um, even some of his biggest supporters are now throwing Ted under the bus, like how Ted threw his daughters under the bus. Uh, here's, here's one of them. This is so good. Ted Cruz is a fucking asshole. Ted Cruz is proof that you can have all the talent in the world and ruin it by being just a total blundering scumfuck idiot. And that's pretty much the story of Ted Cruz's entire career. Yeah, I mean, it's indefensible. <laughs> yeah. It's indefensible. But uh, people, although, Dinesh, people are trying. Dinesh D'Souza and that Terrence K. Williams guy uh, tried. And Ben Shapiro. Actually, it's good that he's in Mexico because he's not wasting any of the resources over in Texas. And then Ted Cruz immediately is like, uh, yeah, I'm going back to Texas. Oh, that's good, too. You should, yeah, you, should come, all, you should go back to Texas. Whatever you're doing is good, sir. Whatever he's doing you, is you. what I believe is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ben Shapiro had just... <laughs> the worst takes about all this and it forced me to watch more I, I just to see how bad they were I watched the Ben Shapiro clip and I still can't get over this guy's voice I cannot believe that um, it's actually not it's really good that he's going to Texas or to Cancun um everyone seems to be watching all my podcasts in double speed so I'll just talk that way so I don't have to click the extra button yeah he sucks. Uh, anyways, what Scott Morrison and Ted Cruz did is, as many have pointed out, something you can probably look forward to seeing a lot more of as climate change gets worse and worse. This once-in-a-lifetime winter event that's keeps happening. happening. We keep having once-in-a-lifetime uh, like meteorological events uh, happen just mm -hmm. all the time. It's weird. Those 500-year floods keep happening every five years. Yeah. Uh, the wealthy and powerful, they've been buying up doomsday getaways in places like New Zealand for years now. And when shit really starts hitting the fan, they will not be sticking around if they don't have to. Yeah. And what's especially grotesque is that a lot of the people least likely to face the effects of disasters like this are also in the pocket of fossil fuels uh, industries. And that is, you know, those are obviously making <laughs> the climate worse. And they're now, and if you watched our previous video that explains why Texas is in the situation that they're in... Uh, 
these representatives are choosing specifically to blame renewable energy for what's happening. Yeah. And if you want a precursor for up. everything that's happening in Texas right now, watch our video that went up on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we interviewed a environmental uh, reporter for it Texas Public like Radio. Actual journalism. And it was it, it explains everything in a yeah. way that we couldn't even understand. So it's yeah. Watch that if you're still confused. Yeah. But uh, yeah, watch that video if you haven't. But yeah, the entire right wing came together earlier this week in a way that almost felt coordinated like they're getting the same like talking points it's time to blame the the renewables almost as if the uh, energy lobby gave them a list of talking points maybe they did maybe they didn't not nah, just but, uh, uh, straight from lauren bobert's brain to your yeah like Twitter tucker feed. and uh, hannity and all the rest of them decided to blame all of texas's problems right now on frozen wind turbines even yeah. though if you look into it Beyond even the most basic surface level, that's absolute fucking nonsense, and yeah. the blame lies solely at the feet of Texas's outdated and isolated power grid, which is that way by design to avoid federal regulation. Rush Limbaugh got so excited to report on these renewables failing that he fucking died. Yeah. Rip. Uh, Rick Perry, former governor of Texas and more recently the Trump's, uh, Trump's U.S. Secretary of Energy, yeah. uh, he spelled it out nicely when he said, quote, Texans would be without electricity for longer than three days to keep the federal government out of their business, which is, he's basically saying, uh, you should be willing to fucking freeze to death to protect energy deregulation. What is it with specifically uh, politicians in Texas l- telling people that their constituents would rather die than have something else have an effect on it. Like, we'd rather die than have, uh, uh, and have like, isolated energy grid, or or old people would rather die so the young could live during the COVID, uh, first days of the COVID crisis. Yeah, it's, uh... Like, it's, why are you, or the citizens have to be like, why are you offering stuff like this? Yeah. I think I'd rather live. Yeah, I would think most of them would, yeah. What, Rick Perry's the one that, like, didn't even know what his job was when he yeah, got Rick put Perry's into the position. Yeah, Rick like, Rick Perry's, a stupid man and he's like one of the greatest examples of just how especially in texas but the gop in general it's just like as long as you have a certain swagger mm-hmm. and uh take certain very basic principled stances uh you can you can get pretty fucking far yeah uh and yeah he's the secretary of energy despite uh being unable to remember what this the the department of energy was during the primary Yes. For 2016. Fantastic. Well, guys like Rick Perry, along with Senators Ted Cruz and John Cornyn and Representative Dan Crenshaw, would have you believe that what Texans are currently dealing with is what will happen to everyone if any sort of Green New Deal comes to pass. But they're saying that because of all the campaign money they've received from the fossil fuel industry. Yeah, they also see deregulation as basically a religion. But it's really just as simple as following the money. Look at this helpful graph from the Open Secrets uh website showing all of the money the oil and gas industry spent on just Cruz, Crenshaw, and Cornyn in 2019 and 2020. Ted Cruz wasn't even campaigning in those years and isn't up for re-election to the Senate until 2024, but the oil and gas cash, it does flow. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Texas's governor and lieutenant governor also big recipients of uh, fossil fuel money. I mean, Texas is, of course, an oil state, though. They make the oil a much bigger part of their identity than, like, California, which I believe might even have more oil than Texas, but California is ashamed of it. They like to hide oil uh, mills or oil uh, derricks inside of, like, malls and... uh, Fake, fake buildings and shit like that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's, it's like Idaho takes credit for all those potatoes. Nope. California, baby. Yeah. You're welcome. America's breadbasket. So yeah, that's what's happening in Texas, and um, it sucks, and it sucks to see uh, 
Texas's leaders just utterly failed them in a way that is act- somehow shocking, despite our standards already being so low. I, it, I was, I we said this before we started filming, or I was saying like, I'm constantly blown away at how things could get even dumber. Yeah, like there's when I saw the Ted Cruz photos and saw the context last night, I was like, there is no way he's this stupid. Yeah, we're being trolled. They're trying to, this is, this is some trolling. They're trying I to trick us. I have felt now more than I ever have before as if we are some actual cosmic comedic reality show and someone's pulling the levers yeah. because this is so outrageous, so unthinkable. Like, Ted Cruz is an enigma. I cannot believe he exists. Everything he does is the wrong decision. He's ugly as sin. We've been talking about him for years, and originally it was just like, yeah, that guy looks like he shits in pools. That was our original take on Ted Cruz Back when he was a smooth-skinned Ted Cruz. Yeah, and like... Now he's, he's otter Ted He's Cruz. always got a surprise up his sleeve. Yeah, it's... Uh, who, who knows what he's going to get up to next? I, I can't Running imagine. for president again, obviously. Uh, I, sure. Yeah. Sure. But if you, unlike... Texas Senator Ted Cruz would like to help the state of Texas as it suffers through yeah. a truly horrific situation, which like a lot of the a lot of the forecasts I'm seeing say a lot more people are going to die than we currently know about. Like once once this is all said and done, you're going to find a lot of people frozen to death in their homes. Yes. Or it's like when a hurricane hits and they're yeah. like, uh, we have no idea how many yeah. people are injured or hurt because we literally can't get to houses. It's bad. There's no, there's like, at, in some places, there's no fucking food to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really bad. But if you want to help, uh, there's a bunch of mutual aid funds you can donate to via payments apps directly or through GoFundMe. Uh, we'll leave a link to a Rolling Stone article below with a list of the big legit funds that you mm-hmm. can donate to. Um, all these funds, they're using donation money to provide essential goods to people in need and also putting unhoused people into hotels so they don't freeze to death on the street, which has been happening a lot. And uh, yeah, if you can afford to, you should consider chipping it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's incredibly fucked up that GoFundMe has basically become the biggest social safety net in this country. It's our NHS. Yeah, and uh, even the CEO of GoFundMe agrees that it's fucked up. Yeah, GoFundMe CEO Tim Cadigan wrote an op-ed in USA Today last week titled, Hello Congress, Americans need your help and we can't do your job for you. And here's a few paragraphs. Quote, It will surprise no one then that in the past year we've seen an unprecedented surge in fundraisers of all kinds. As the economy tanked, millions lost their jobs and nearly one in four families faced food insecurity. From March 1st to August 31st alone, people started more than 150,000 fundraisers for COVID-related assistance on our site, and the requests for help have yet to abate. Last month, even after Congress passed a second relief bill in December, the number of new fundraisers on GoFundMe was higher than in May during the first wave of the pandemic. The situation is nothing short of a national emergency. Congress should treat it as such by quickly passing a large relief bill whose generosity is commensurate with the need. We've known for years that most Americans don't have $500 to spare to cover unexpected emergencies like a car breakdown. Now it's as if their entire lives are breaking down again and again and again. The scale and variety of the fundraisers we see point to the level of desperation among Americans and give us a window into where the relief could be most helpful. When the fucking CEO of GoFundMe is telling the government, like, Guys, hey, this is... This is not what we were built for. We're, we're living in a fucking dystopia. That's... that's uh. That's how you know things are And bad. it's like, dude, the healthcare system in this country should be paid for by taxes, much with a lot of other things. And GoFundMe has just become a way to pay more taxes, but it at least gets to the people who need it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, 
Paying taxes sucks because it's just going to go to a bunch of like F-35s. I'll just directly donate to GoFundMe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't... Look, I, the government spends my money real fucking stupid. They do. I wish it went to healthcare they and social do. services instead of the fucking military. Yeah. We gave Israel, what, like three billion? We're just like, hey. Hey. Well, Israel will give it back. I'm sure soon. they will. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he then goes on to list where Americans are hurting the most, uh, according to posts on GoFundMe. Uh, people can't afford their monthly bills. Restaurants and small businesses can't make payroll. People literally can't afford food. There's also renters facing eviction, essential workers who need PPE, and so on. Uh, in a lot of cases, people are managing to survive thanks to the generosity of strangers on the internet. But as GoFundMe CEO says in the final paragraph of the piece, Quote, we are proud of the role that GoFundMe plays in connecting those in need with those who are ready to help, but our platform was never meant to be a source of support for basic needs, and it can never be a replacement for robust federal COVID-19 relief that is generous and targeted to help the millions of Americans who are struggling. Oh. Anyway, speaking of our government, uh, this week the House Financial Services Committee held a hearing on that whole GameStop stock frenzy from, from last, last month. year? From no, two years literally ago? weeks ago. <laughs> Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenneth showed up to get yelled at about Robinhood suspending purchases of GameStop and other meme stocks. And he insisted that they didn't do it for the hedge funds, but rather because the clearinghouses that perform trades on Robinhood's behalf significantly increased the amount of cash Robinhood had to keep deposited with them as collateral. Aside from that, he mostly just got yelled at by representatives for poor communication with customers. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, the Congress, the, they'll pull up, pull out a whipping boy of the week. Get it's there. just like in Japan, the surrogate. Yeah. 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 Like, sir, you need to come and receive all the shame. Is there anything we can actually do about this? No, but we can yell at this guy. Yeah. And I, I, I tweeted it today. Whenever the inevitable movie happens, Paul Dano or Cousin Greg? Yeah, those perfect. two guys. Um... Whichever one doesn't play Vlad should play uh, Deep Fucking Value. Yeah. <laughs> They do look like, yeah, the sort of the... Two deep, sides of the Deep Value and Vlad are like yin and yang. It's yeah. very interesting. They're, he's like, okay, now we'll hear from Deep Fucking Value. And he's like... <laughs> Whoa! It's <laughs> a different background. Oh, I'm... It's me, Deep Fucking Value. <laughs> that would be funny if this was all... It's a real Mrs. Doubtfire situation. It'd be hilarious if this was an inside job by the CEO of Robin Hood to like... Oh, geez, I'm really... And, it, and then it just now. got real out of hand and broke his own website. But Anyways, I, I have to go to Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> But yeah, the real highlight of the hearing wasn't Vlad Tenev. It was the testimony of Keith Gill, better known as Roaring Kitty on YouTube and Deep Fucking Value on Reddit. And uh, while he usually appears on camera wearing a bright red headband and casual shirts themed around gaming or cats, uh, he, he appeared before Congress in a suit. But aside from the change in attire, he was still sitting in a gamer chair with a picture of a cat hanging in the background. Cool. And he may, in fact, be the first person ever to testify to Congress in a gamer chair. But certainly not the last. <laughs> Uh, now, the content of his testimony was mainly defending himself against claims that he was somehow guilty of manipulating the market, which is something that he's also now being sued for. And his defense was that he actually believes in the fundamentals of GameStop's stock and has been heavily invested in it since long before any of the recent hype. He's also just a guy. Or as he explained it, I am not a cat. I am not an institutional investor, nor am I a hedge fund. I do not have clients, and I do not provide personalized investment advice for fees or commissions. I'm just an individual whose investment in GameStop and posts on social media were based upon my own research and analysis. And he closed his remarks with, quote, As for me, I like the stock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> say the line! 
We live in a society. Uh, as for me, I like the stock. I'm as bullish as I've ever been at a potential turnaround for GameStop, and I remain invested in the company. We live in a society. Yeah, he sprinkled all sorts of little things uh, throughout his, his statement. It was... Cool. It's pretty good. You got to do that when you're yeah. the face of a like a meme subreddit. I basically. represent Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the hearing also featured testimony from Steve Huffman, the CEO of Reddit, who uh, had to spend a lot of time just explaining what Reddit even is before he could get to what r slash Wall Street bets is yeah. and why what happened there was literally just a bunch of people on the internet memeing about the stock market and not like some coordinated nefariousness. Yeah. Uh, he also said, quote, we have since analyzed the activity in Wall Street bets to determine whether bots, foreign agents, or other bad actors played a significant role. They have not. In every metric that we checked, the activity in Wall Street bets was well within normal parameters, and its moderation tools were working as expected. Cool. So, what a day. Yeah, it uh, doesn't seem like really anything was accomplished by this hearing. Um, but yeah, like Congress needs to have these airing of grievances every few weeks. Uh, and that's about it. You know. Our president sat in the gamer chair the other day while he was playing Mario Kart. Gosh, it's so cool to have a, a cool president who plays Mario Kart. No, you say what you want about Ted Cruz flying to Cancun, Mexico while his state freezes to death. Joe Biden plays Mario Kart. But he played at an ice level, so it's fine. Solidarity. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we get into even more news, like what the hell is happening with Facebook in Australia, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Does looking at your current cold weather wardrobe options give you a chill? It's time to ditch that old sweater and upgrade that jacket. So Stitch Fix uh, personal stylists, they'll help you pick new pieces that are timeless. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home, in the privacy of your own room, and uh, you just keep your favorites and you send whatever you want back. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included in your box. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com newsday. And I, this sweater, I got it. I've been getting a lot of sweaters from Stitch Fix lately. There you so I'm go. like, I'm good on pretty much every other category, but I like sweaters. I'm yeah. becoming a sweater guy. Like, send me some good ones. <laughs> the fucking Larry David in training. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a good sponsor specifically for this week. Calm. You know, yeah, it's better than a brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Sleep. We all love it, don't we, folks? And most of us probably want more of it. But rather than getting a solid night's rest, we often find ourselves scrolling social media or reading the news when we should be powering down for the night. And that's where Calm comes in. Calm is an app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. And when you relieve anxiety and improve your sleep, you feel better in every part of your life. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, and Laura Dern. Mm. Over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. And if you go to calm.com tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. Get the Calm app and experience a transformation in the way you sleep. So again, for our listeners, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tech. C-A-L-M. 
C-A-L-M.com. C-O-M. Slash tech. Mm -hmm. That's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. We might get that Laura Dern ASMR. Get started today at calm.com slash tech. That is C-A-L-M dot com slash tech. Links are all below. All right. Now let's talk about how uh, currently down under in Australia, Facebook has basically banned the news. Uh, specifically, links to Australia-based news sites are banned globally. Australian news publishers are banned from posting links to their own content. So they're basically banned from posting anything. And Australian Facebook users are banned from sharing any news links, no matter what the source. What is Carl Stefanovic going to do? Uh, yeah, it's this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but also, at first glance, this seems like probably a good thing. Like, just imagine how much less of a hellhole the average Facebook timeline would be if no one could post any links to any news stories. <laughs> like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Yeah, you have to just, like, just be around other people and not talk about the fucking news and get... I, I check in on Facebook, like, very rarely. But, mm. like, it, it's just people fighting. That's all it is. People arguing with relatives they haven't seen in years. I have not graced the pages of Facebook in nary three years. Yeah. It's uh, it's not worth it. It's three fucking, years, four years, something like that. It I think fucking I, sucks. I think I deleted it when Trump got elected. That's so probably it's four years, yeah. It's, it's, it's a ghost town. Good. Like, it deserves no one to uses be. it anymore except boomers. I, yeah. I hope it's a fucking, just a... a, a stain on our, our history it's, and it's just gone in the future. Uh, no, actually, there's going to be like a uh, marble bust to Mark Zuckerberg uh, on the like ashes of American civilization. Yeah. Yeah. Go. But I, yeah, obviously, everyone should just quit Facebook. But, you know, removing just all the news content from Facebook, that's almost as good of a solution. Bring like, back Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, yeah, the old school, just... Uh, Quizzes that tell you which uh, which house you belong to in the Harry Potter universe, yeah. and Farmville, and uh, Mafia Wars, or whatever the hell was on there back then. And then people like I remember back when Facebook first like was really catching on, and it was like, man, this website is just people posting pictures of their kids. Wouldn't it be great to see just some photos of people's families? Yeah, I mean that's what Instagram is, and that's why a lot more people use yeah, that's Instagram. Right. <laughs> that's how I keep up with uh, people at home like, that I oh, refuse to talk to. They're pregnant again. Yeah. There's, there's cousins I won't talk to, but I'm like, oh, look, their kids, they look healthy. Yeah. That's good. Oh, they got a dog. Yeah. Good for them. Not going to talk to them. No. Because they went fucking crazy. That would be weird. Yeah. Probably bring up QAnon or some shit. <laughs> hey, the vaccine's poison. Shut up. I hope your kid's safe. But shut up. All right. Well, see you in another six years. Yeah. But as for why this is happening, it's basically Facebook flexing its big blue dick in the face of looming government regulation in Australia, specifically a new law called the News Media and Digital Platforms Mandatory Bargaining Code, which would force Facebook and Google to pay publishers if they host their content. Basically, the news media has been struggling financially for years, and a big reason for this is that instead of actually visiting news websites, people just visit the news tab on Facebook or Google to see what's going on in the world, and 90% of them never click through past the headline, yeah. got all my information done. That is a big part of it. Uh, it's also a big reason why people take opinion pieces that are posted in actual, like, reputable newspapers as fact. Oh, look, the New York Times is showing <laughs> its bias. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking op-ed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, now, this law would force Google and Facebook to negotiate with publishers about compensation for hosting their content, which... Yeah, and Google and Facebook make a lot of money on, like, ads of various types. 
providing links to these websites, and none of that money gets passed on to the publishers. And obviously, it goes without saying, because we cover it numerous times, and it's literally what happened to all our old company that we used to work for. Uh, Facebook was like, hey, you guys want to make money? It's crazy. Look at all these views videos get. You guys probably just yeah. invest heavily into video content, all of you newsrooms and internet sites. Um, oh, actually, all those views are fake, and there's there's nothing to be made. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like part of a wider issue of just like Facebook becoming the portals to the internet and basically being the ones who decide what gets traction and what doesn't. But uh, yeah, and like, who gets paid? For Facebook it? and Google control like the vast majority of uh, the online ads marketplace. They get way better rates, and the news media is sort of left with the scraps, so they get really bad rates and. Uh, yeah, they're, all they want is like, hey, Facebook, if you're going to like build an entire like social media platform around sharing news links. Um, Maybe compensate us. Yeah. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, both companies were, unsurprisingly, very strongly against this law when it was first developing over in Australia. Uh, Google even threatened to pull out of Australia completely. But uh, since then, Google seems to be accepting their fate, and they're already negotiating with news publishers. Uh, Facebook, on the other hand, threatened back in August that they would do exactly what they've currently done if the law was passed. Uh, the law hasn't officially passed yet, um, but Facebook is doing it anyways as a last-ditch effort at showing Australians just how bad things will be if this is allowed to happen. Yeah, well, it's like maybe they could do... I can't, I can't remember it right now, but we are still paying for it every month because we use it. It's like that company that... You oh, pay uh, you pay one fee and then they scroll. I, don't I think it is something like that. And then they, yeah. whatever website you visit that uses their ecosystem gets paid for your page view. Yeah, so you don't get good. to see ads and you get all that. Facebook should have a ecosystem on their website where it's like, yeah, you don't get like the full New York Times experience, but you get to read all the articles if they're posted on Facebook and in there. Yeah. And it's like, and you pay a monthly fee and you get access to all this news. Yeah. Well, look, I. I'm not inside Facebook or uh, the news media to yeah. figure their financial woes out. I don't even know what the solution for this is. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Anyways, something. Uh, face Facebook, they also issued a blog post arguing against that new law. Here's some snippets. The proposed law fundamentally misunderstands the relationship between our platform and publishers who use it to share news content. It has left us facing a stark choice. Attempt to comply with a law that ignores the realities of this relationship or stop allowing news content on our service in Australia. With a heavy heart, we are choosing the latter. Now, again, like you point out, this I might be a net positive for Australia. Yes. Okay, cool. Hey, wow, we're all generally happier now. I wonder why. Let's just, we don't have news to talk about, so let's just talk about Australia stuff like uh, pluggers and... Uh, kangaroos. Kangaroos. Yeah. And uh, Foster's Beer. The <laughs> they, official beer of They Australia. love Foster's Beer. It's yep. their number one choice. And the Outback Steakhouse, the they, number one restaurant in Australia. When I go to Australia, I stop, the first, my first stop, Outback Steakhouse for a blooming onion. That's right. No rules, just right. Uh, here's another quote from Facebook. As we have made clear to the Australian government for many months, the value exchange between Facebook and publishers runs in favor of the publishers, which is the reverse of what the legislation would require the arbitrator to assume. Last year, Facebook generated approximately 5.1 billion free referrals to Australian publishers, worth an estimated Aussie $407 million. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they did some math to come up with that, but it still sounds like they're mostly pulling that out of their ass. I feel like it's a bit generous. <laughs> yeah. I, Facebook has been known to fudge the numbers before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're not so good with math usually. And yeah, to be honest, I don't know. We don't have strong opinions on this law aside from 
fuck Facebook. Much like Ted Cruz, Facebook does everything wrong. Yeah. So if they're making a decision, it's usually a bad one. Yeah. If this is hurting Facebook, then that's good. That's good. Yes. Um, I mean, this law, it does seem to address a pretty serious power imbalance. Um, whether it's specifically the right solution is hard to tell. I would honestly favor something more like a national law requiring ISPs to institute a sort of like YouTube premium system that tracks your uh, browsing and pays uh, websites accordingly. But yeah, we're already paying the ISPs enough. <laughs> they yeah. should probably throw that up. But that, I mean, around. that would come with its own set of privacy issues and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This is complicated. I don't know what the solution is. But uh, I don't know. But as we said before, no news on Facebook. Probably great for the brains of Australia's Facebook users. The worms are crawling away and dying. Facebook should just be the old man wallet from the 80s. It's just your family photos, yeah. and you pull it out, and you say, look at my fucking kids. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now click the like button. Uh, yeah. No comments allowed. It's basically, It should just be for keeping track of birthdays. Yeah. And like that's the one that's, thing I the the only thing I miss is like my my I was on the phone with my friend and he had to like slyly slip it in that it was his birthday. Mm. Like yeah you know it's my birthday and I was, oh wait what the hell? Yeah. Yeah that's that's the only thing it's really good for. Yeah I I, I have no idea when my friends were born. Yeah. I I can't keep track. I mean I just got too many friends. After thirty it's uh, it's pretty marginal isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what's clear, what, we, what is very clear from this situation is just how much power Facebook and Google have, which is apparently enough power to go head-to-head with a major world government in a game of chicken, which mm-hmm. is probably too much power. Yeah. Uh, also, it's pretty funny and scary how clumsily Facebook has deployed this last-minute scorched-earth tactic. Beyond just blocking news, they've blocked all sorts of pages and websites that not only aren't news, but are also very vital. Uh, labor unions, legal services, government health departments, government emergency services, various nonprofits, tons of official sports teams and leagues, and uh, also Facebook itself. Yes, the page for Facebook on Facebook was left as an empty husk due to the actions of Facebook. There's a Twitter thread by Australian journalist Kevin Nguyen uh, of all the non-news pages caught up in this shit, and it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, there's some, like, seriously, like... Like weather services being unable to post. Like, what if there was a fucking natural disaster? Then there's uh, some pages for. I just like, want to see the weather services kids. There's like domestic violence, like uh, like hotlines being. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Facebook is really they like. It doesn't seem like they really planned this out too much. They're just like anything that our stupid fucking algorithm thinks is a news page, shut it down. So We're going to show you how bad it can get. Shut it down. Yeah. You're going to miss us so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty abusive relationship Facebook has with uh, with everyone. Yeah. I'm going to show you how bad you could have it. Oh, you don't like eating your poison? Well, what if we take away your poison? Yeah. But yeah, we'll see how this plays out and who ends up winning this game of chicken, uh, Facebook or the Australian government. They're going to get a boot to the ass. Scott Morrison has said that Facebook's actions will only make him and his government more determined to pass law. But again, this is the same Scott Morrison who ran away to Hawaii during a wildfire. So who knows? And they Uh, posted my photos on Facebook. So screw that. Yeah, he he hates Facebook, but for completely wrong reasons. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He's making Uh, the right choice for the wrong reasons. That's Facebook. I'll find a way to take them down someday. I said back then I was going to find a way, and (laughs) boy, God, I'm going to do it. Zuckerberg, you ruined my vacation in Hawaii. Oh, it's really fun to see you on your stupid board with your white face going in on Hawaii. I can't go. Mark Zuckerberg can get in on a stupid electric surfboard over in Hawaii, and I gotta come back and deal with these fires. 
I'm really glad we got to do Australian accents this week because like, someone in the comments last week was complaining. You know, it's pretty tone deaf that you guys do Australian accents so ridiculously. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you shouldn't have such a ridiculous accent. Sorry. Sorry. I love the country. I've been there all over it. It's great. I have. I've been from Sydney to Perth. It's a lovely place. <laughs> Sydney to Perth and nothing in the middle. Uh, Melbourne. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look. Uh, important thing to understand is, like, Facebook and Google have been at the bargaining table this whole time. Like, this is literally just, like, a big dick move they're doing yeah. to get the public on their side. Yeah. So, I don't know. There might be some sort of compromise between the two parties that lets Facebook off a little bit easier than if they hadn't nuked an entire <laughs> country's news as a power play. Yeah. But this is just, this is very troubling. They shouldn't, this should never be able to even happen. It, it sucks so much that this is where we're at. Yeah, but speaking of social media... Parlor's back, baby. Oh, so no need for Facebook. Yeah, no. You get your news over at Parlor, where the news is pure, <laughs> untainted, pure, unbiased. Yeah, curated. Can't Only cancel the this. The liberal elites over at Amazon Web Services thought they could take Parlor down for, for good, I guess, uh, due to repeated violations of AWS's moderation policy that were never addressed. But just a month after going offline, the preferred social network of insurrectionists and QAnon cranks is back up from my cold, dead hands. People with existing accounts can sign in and pick up right where they left off. Uh, sort of. <laughs> all the old posts are, uh, that, that are from before, they're all gone forever. But hey, on the bright side, it's all being kept safely on an FBI server somewhere. Yeah. And dare I say, this one is almost certainly being backed up. Oh, this is definitely a honey trap. Yeah. Even if the, like, it might be a, officially a honey trap. Yes. But even if it's unofficial, like... There are eyes on everything being posted on Parler right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and Parler seems to know this because despite Parler touting its return as a, a victory for free speech and a crushing loss for cancel culture, uh, Parler wasn't back for long before they went ahead and banned one of their biggest power users, Milo Yiannopoulos. Because it turns out, even on a platform dedicated to untethered free speech, uh, threatening to leak Ben Shapiro's phone number and posting about how illegal immigrants deserve the death penalty and should be shot on sight was a bit too far. Oh, Milo's. Oh, we can't. Oh, oh, you can't say you want to shoot illegal immigrants. Wow, free speech really is dead. Sad. Now all he's gonna have to do is uh, Jack Berkman and Jacob Wall press conferences. Where have those two been? I think they finally uh, are facing the reality that they are in deep shit. Yeah, could be. We haven't heard from them in a while, so but, something. Uh, had, had I don't know. Wall only posts on Telegram. I mean, that's like what Milo mostly uses, and their audiences are fucking tiny. It's like yeah. hilarious. Like Milo is just constantly posting on Telegram. He's like, I used to have like half a million followers. Now I have like a hundred people reading my posts. Send me money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, in another uh, update to a long-running news saga, the lawsuit between Epic Games and Apple, it's still a few months away. But in the meantime, Epic is taking their fight to other venues. You know, first up, Lobbyists for Epic and other companies aggrieved by Apple's 30% cut of all App Store transactions are behind a bill currently making its way through North Dakota legislature, which would prevent the App Store and Google Play Store from taking commissions or forcing apps to distribute exclusively through their storefronts. It's unclear whether this has any real chance of passing, but if it does, the response from Apple and Google will likely be very similar to Facebook versus Australia. Just shut down the App Stores entirely for users in North Dakota. Yeah, that's... I mean, I kind of want to see that happen. That would be interesting. There's not a lot of people. Uh, no, you're allowed to just download the APKs. Oh, you don't know how to. You don't know what an APK is, Grandpa. Mm -hmm. You wish there was an app store around. Well, app stores cost money, Grandpa. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, Epic Games this week made a formal antitrust complaint about Apple to the European Commission. 
Uh, they're not seeing they're not seeking financial damages, but uh, they want actual changes to the law to the same shit they're seeking everywhere. Mm-hmm. The EU already announced last year that they're investigating Apple for antitrust concerns, much like here in the U.S. So this is a no-brainer move for Epic to hedge its bets. Uh, they also have, in the past few months, filed similar complaints with the governments of Australia and the U.K. So I guess they're they're kind of hoping to win somewhere and to have a domino effect. But the big lawsuit still isn't happening until May. Should be very exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Oh, and uh, we haven't even talked about COVID news or vaccine news this week. And that's because uh, there's nothing really to report. I mean, things are bad, but they seem to be getting marginally better. Or or maybe not. I, I, <laughs> Guess the, ho- the hospitalizations and deaths seem to be plummeting, which is good news. Yeah. But also, this is what we said in, like, May. It was like, hey, uh, looks like we... Flatten the curve. <laughs> and then, bro. So, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping that because old pe- older people are getting the vaccine, that yeah. this actually stays down. But the CDC is, they're, they're panicking about this UK strain. Yes. They, yes, uh, they are. They, they're very concerned. Uh, basically, we're still in a pandemic. That's all you really need to know. Um, but uh, here, here's some actual vaccine news. South Korean intelligence officials are claiming that North Korean hackers apparently hacked into pharmaceutical company Pfizer, intending to steal data about their coronavirus vaccine. And it's unclear whether or not they were successful. Honestly, uh, as far as North Korean cyber warfare goes, this was pretty cool. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, leak it. Good for them. Take take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this shit should all be open source. Yes. Um, I I I understand the argument for you know pharma companies should be able to profit off uh, like their R and D and shit like that. But well, they should be able to recoup. A, it's a pandemic. Yeah. Like I, the government should subsidize it. I think it's cool that uh, Kim Jong Un stole the vaccine. <laughs> Out of all the terrible things he's <laughs> done, this is one I of the think coolest it's things. Pretty cool. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the update on the uh, uh, the women who assassinated his brother. No. They they everything is looking towards the fact that they were actually tricked into doing it yeah. by that they the, thought they were on a prank show they thought they were on a prank show and like the evidence has actually corroborated that oh that's good because yeah. they've been in prison in was it Thailand for a long time like yeah very long time feel bad for them anyways in car news it's looking more and more like the move away from combustion engines towards electric vehicles is inevitable and happening very quickly in just the past week Ford announced that by 2030 its entire consumer vehicle fleet in Europe will be electric and Jaguar announced that it will only build all electric cars by 2025. So these are old auto brands who have dug their heels in for a very long time. But uh, clearly they see the writing on the wall, and that's fucking good. I, in particular, love the way Ford has been marketing EV. Yeah, they, like, they market it as if it's badass, yeah. which it is. Yeah. They're like, look how strong this F-150 electric is. Look how awesome the Mustang is. Mm-hmm. Like, these are, these are the new muscles. Like the new muscle car. Who is it? Is uh the is it Hummer that's coming back with? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hummer, which is owned by Chrysler, I think. Yeah, I think it's I GM like, but yeah, overall. But that, that Hummer that's coming out in like two years is just like, the most insane fucking car ever. Yeah, no. And then like before when they released the and say what you want about the Mustang, a lot of people a Mustang purists think it's an abomination. I, I kind but of the agree. marketing behind it is, hey, look, this car is fast as fuck and it's cool. Yeah. I think Instead it's a cool of, car. I wish they didn't call it a Mustang. But that's the thing is like Ford's marketing is this is cool. And the marketing for the past 20 years has been this is eco-friendly. It's a sensible electric car. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do like the change that uh, we've been seeing. Oh, and, and lastly, here's some tech news. Uh, NASA successfully landed another rover on Mars. Uh, the Perseverance rover is design-wise very similar to the Curiosity ro- rover that's been up there for nine years. 
but it also brought a little buddy along for the ride, the Ingenuity Helicopter Drone, which will hopefully get some sick aerial shots of the Martian landscape. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. The Ingenuity is, is more of a proof of concept. They're just like testing out how well this will work. So it's only designed to really be able to fly for a couple months. But uh, hopefully it works, and hopefully they send like <clears throat> yeah. more drones over there, and we can get some sick, uh, sick shots from those drones, yeah. and just uh, see more of Mars. Because the rover can't move fast, but a battery-powered drone can cover a lot of ground. So uh, that's very exciting. Cool. And, and it's it's just fucking insane that they're sending like they land this thing and this then, like, isn't even five the minutes one. later there's like a, a picture from it. Yeah, and this isn't the only Millions one of miles. Uh, It was Dubai, I think, just sent yeah. uh, a, a Mars. I think thing as well. China sent uh, an orbiter. Hmm. We're going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not us, but a guy not I know us. named yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Uh, anyways, uh, be sure to check out uh, our, our most recent episode if you want a full rundown of why uh, Texas's power grid has failed so spectacularly, and also a newer episode of Weekly Weird News. Check both of those out. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button, and uh, we'll see you soon for some more episodes. Hope you have a, a, if you're in Texas, please stay warm and stay safe. Uh, otherwise, I hope you're having a good week and, uh, you know, try to maintain some level of uh, sanity. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.